All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I truly believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood, but the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us, they're not just salespeople. I think they're great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately, we'll all become better at selling by being human. Gang, I have a guy on, on the podcast that uh, shares a lot of the same wavelengths as me. This dude is an account manager for Dooley. He's the host of the 20% podcast where he interviews professionals across all industries to discuss how they got to where they are, tips and tricks to their success. He's really trying to share the 20% of information that are going to teach listeners the most beneficial 80% of what you need to know about any topic or job. He's also a husband, a father. He's a cook. He likes football, being outdoors, likes a little golf. And he's also writing a book. We, we might talk about that a little bit, chop that up. Please welcome none other than Tyler Mackens to the podcast. Welcome, Tyler. Alex, thank you so much, man. And, and uh, I know how Jeremy Torresk, our friend, uh, when we were just when we were warming up, talking about him a little bit. It, it's so fun to be on the other side of the the podcast chair. It's uh, I try not as a podcast host, try not to keep my voice out there too often, and I, I like to hear from my guest. So uh, like Jeremy mentioned, it's great to, to be on the other side of it and share what I can with the audience. And, uh, and you had great guests on here, and it's an honor to be in, in this incredible group of sales professionals and just human beings who are trying to make an impact and influence on others because sales skills are life skills. And I know we'll, we'll get into that as well. Absolutely. Thanks for saying that, Tyler. We'll absolutely get into that. So, you know, just to begin, Tyler, I want to ask a question I've been asking all of my guests recently, and I think you'll take it into a great place um, with that uh, in, in mind. So when you hear the term, and I said it in the beginning, when you hear the term like selling by being human, what does that come to mind for you? And, and what makes that, what do you think about when you hear that term? I mean, you know, selling such has a really negative stigma to it. But really, when you break down selling, selling is just, you know, you, you hear B2B and you hear B2C, but really all selling is just one person communicating to another. So selling, being human is selling. Sales skills, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to talk to, you know, almost over 100 people at this point in this book writing process around trying to hear more about their stories and hear about what makes them special, similar to what you're doing. And one of the biggest things is that sales, like being human is one of the biggest things in sales. You know, like what we need to do is, is you need to be a human being. You need to connect with them on a certain level and breaking sales down a little further. Sales is just persuasion, communication, relationship building. There, those are all skills that humans need in their entire life. So, Sales is human. The, the the negative stigma, you know, needs to get away. And I think it's great that you're you're doing that as well. And that's a big mission of mine. But selling is human. And if you're not being human, you're missing the buck. You're not yeah. you're not getting the, where you where you could be. Yeah, you're acting. You're putting on a persona of a salesperson, or you're trying to fit some mold that's not really you. And people just really, I agree, Tyler. I mean, people. When you when they feel like on the other end, and just everybody can feel that feeling when a, a, a switch flips, and it's like I'm not talking to a salesperson in my mind. I'm talking to a real person. Um, I'm talking to someone who's 
uh, in this for just me and in my conversation, not for them and their goals or their aspirations. And so I, I completely agree. So, you know, on that vein, because like you, you said it at the top and I, and I would love for you to expand on some of the stuff like sales skills or life skills. So, you know, going back, uh, you know, because you, you know, I, I listened to a lot of your uh, interviews, Scott Lease, uh, you talked about how sales is like the garbage can, he said in his book, the garbage can of uh, professions where people fall into sales when you can't be a doctor, an attorney, or, you know, something, you know, you, you know, didn't pan out in school, all of a sudden you fall into sales and people say, oh, I just stumbled in. And, and I don't know if I totally agree with that because I feel like people that are good at sales, they were good a long time before they took their first sales job, you know? And so I'm curious, Tyler, for you, where did you learn some of these life skills that you think serve you well today uh, as a salesperson growing up? Yeah, that's a really great question. And this is something that I dive into on a lot of my interviews because it's it's really interesting across the, there's a, it just seems like there's trends of the top sales professionals in the world. And even not even in sales, just the, just everyday prep professionals is that, the skills that you learn early on in your career, even before it's a, a formal job, or even, you know, like some people, you know, you had Megan Riley on the show. She did some selling early on, right? You know, like people do, people have all of these experiences at a really young age that shape them into the people that they want to be or that they are later on as well. And I think reflecting back on that is really important because when you look back, you could distill down every single skill that you've learned and start to see some of the, the resemblance of, of that early in your career. You know, to your point, yeah, you know, you mentioned about falling into sales. I know most people, well, I, if there's anybody who listens to my show knows that I uh, studied exercise science in college, right? I could vividly remember sitting on my parents' couch, you know, and trying to pick a college major, right? I'm a senior in high school. I have a job working at Lehigh University in concessions, which we could get into all the skills that I learned there, looking uh, back and realizing, bad. you know, my customer experience, customer service and communication and marketing and, you know, all of this stuff there. Um, but back to sitting on my, my parents' couch, trying to pick my major, I'm thinking, what do I want to do with my life? I wanted to go into the medical field, I thought, you know, I, didn't, I wanted to be maybe a physical therapist or maybe uh, a physician's assistant. You know, I, I want to have this job where I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to impact people's lives. Right. So it has to be a doctor. It has to be a physician. It has to be something like that. Right. Um, you know, coming, I came from a, you know, a, a really blue collar town as well. You know, my dad is uh, in construction and my mom is a secretary of a school. So, you know, they mm. taught me uh, mm. so many different skills, right. Mm. Of hard work and determination, but they, they didn't know all the different careers that I could have done. Right. So, it's, it was always, you know, hey, you just make sure, you know, obviously you'll, you'll figure out what you want to do. Just make sure you're happy and you're getting good grades. So picking my college major, I picked exercise science, right? I loved exercise. I wanted to, to get in shape and I, I could help people's lives. And it was also a science uh, degree, which could I could later jump into, you know, then I could take that and go into physical therapy or I could go somewhere else. I didn't know what I wanted to do at that point. So I said, I'm just going to pick something and I'm just going to go start studying. And that's, and that's essentially uh, where, where I started uh, my career on that vein. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, falling into sales, I mean, over time, I did my bachelor's and didn't know what I wanted to do from there. So offered a graduate assistant position. So I was like, okay, well, I, I still don't know what I want to do with my career. I'll, I'll get some more skills, you know? So I, I went and uh, was offered, I think they, they paid a, a good amount of my graduate degree. So I got a lot of great experience of getting in front of people teaching other people, learning how mm -hmm. to read a room 
and communicate yeah, with other lot. people. Yeah. And I think you could start hearing some of those sales skills in the background. <laughs> and I also, you know, in that experience too, I did, did a lot of research. So I had to quickly learn how to distill a lot of information down and find a hypothesis, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other main thing is I got a lot of experience in, um, you know, I did some uh, professional speaking there as well at conferences. So I got to stand up in front of the podium. Wow. I got to go and talk to all these people in, my, in, my, uh, in the field talking about research and going over it and getting people asking me questions back in front of all these people. Like, how am I going to answer this? But all of those skills, you know, I I fell into sales later on, then we could continue that story. But all of those skills that I learned at that time are directly transferable to what I'm doing today in sales. It's, it's unbelievable looking back on it. And I I could have never thought that, oh man, I I wasted all this time, six years in college. What am I going to, what am I going to do? right? I, I wasted my time with this career or wasted my time in college. But looking back on it, if you take the mindset of what are the skills that I'm learning, whether it's in college or whether it's in your job right now, if you don't like your job or you like your job, you're going to learn skills today that you're going to use tomorrow or six months down the road or 10 years down the road that you had no clue you were going to come back. And uh, that's why I always try to tell people, always bust your butt and, and try to develop your skills. Get all those skills together because they're going to come back and you're going to use them. Yeah. Wow, man. I love how you put that. And I've heard you put it and it's said uh, so beautifully in the phrase, like it's just distilling what sales is. It's you're transferring enthusiasm. I can hear it through your voice. Like you're so enthusiastic about what you love to do and like, you know, what you've learned, you're just a lifelong learner. You're super curious. And, but like, you weren't necessarily like, I think if you had gone into it, like, this is what I'm, I'm curious, like, had there been like a track for, you know, sales and, you know, going down it, you know, you might not have even picked it because you didn't know you had this total, you might've just been like, oh, that's just like a throwaway job. And that's what people do when they can't do, you know, impact the world. Like you said, you know, be a doctor, be a, you know, uh, like just uh, someone in healthcare, like uh, maybe even politics, like, you know, those are like revered, professions and and like the word impact is like so many people want to make an impact but they don't think that they can make it in in sales but when you look back on it absolutely those skills are things that are prerequisites for making an impact to someone else right being enthusiastic listening communicating reading a room an audience like it's it's some of these things uh people think okay those are just like a you know kind of you know quote unquote, soft skills that we can, I I think the term is so dated. It's not soft. I think they're actually hard skills. These are skills that are really tough to learn. They're learned over time, actually. And, um, but they all like are, are, you know, in, in contribution to getting someone to believe you to kind of understand them in a new way to help them understand their problem in a new way um, and think of things a little differently. And so uh, I love how you put that. I'm, I'm curious, like, do you, like, when you look at like what your parents did, you said you're, you know, you had like a secretary and, and construction. Can you think of things like growing up that you saw your parents do that most people would think, man, that's like a non, I, I would not think that that's a sales job, a oh, secretary okay. or a construction, construction person's not selling. Why do you oh, think that those jobs might've been, um, maybe people are wrong where they, where they may not realize that those are certainly jobs where someone's selling. Yeah, absolutely. So besides obviously, you know, just carrying block and, and setting up scaffold and doing all that physical <laughs> labor, 
right? Yeah. Which I still love because I was always trying to do that of like, my dad, I would work with my dads on the weekends, some nights, nights and weekends as well. He would do some side work for other people. You know, um, him and my uncle would, would do side work together. And they'd have, over time, they built a lot of, uh, pretty much a referral-based business. They never went out and were trying to say, hey, could, how could I do this work? Mm. They mm. always had a huge pipeline. Looking back, I, you know, I didn't know what these things were <laughs> then. But there was always people calling my dad or, or my uncle for extra work because they were doing great work. And, every, and one of the biggest things too with the, about the work that they were doing is that they are in the customer, they're in the customer service business, right? Mm -hmm. You need to, what you need to do is like a customer calls you, they have a pain that they need to solve or they would not be calling you, right? So looking back on that, hey, hey, I have this pain. I, want, I need to solve it. Okay, well, let's go. You know, the discovery is going out and just going to check out the scene, seeing, seeing what you could do. Then the proposals, hey, here's where the, you know, here's what this costs, right? Then from there, it's all about executing, getting that right, making sure the customer's happy throughout the course of time, making sure you have that vision correct of what they wanted, that they want in that siding job or that, that new chimney that they wanted, right? The, there's, there's so many different things about customer service that I learned and communicating with customers and uh, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, right? Like it, always doing the, these things. So, you know, and then to the other point of the referral business, they were doing such great work they had a lot of people of, hey, we, we did Alex's chimney, but the neighbor saw it or they came over and saw it's doing the work and they needed it or something else. Over time, they have this big, big flow of pipeline to where they could bump the prices up a little higher. They could pick the jobs that they want to do and pick the jobs that they don't want. And I know as a sales professional, Alex, you and I both agree that a, a fat pipeline solves most problems. And when you have that choice of whether you want to do a job or not, you could be really confident in having that higher price because odds are there's going to be another job that you could go do. There's not never enough time in the day. So I know, you know, reflecting back, I'm excited to listen to what I rambled about there because if you break it down, like there's so many different skills that you learn in sales. And if you think about this, this sales mindset that we have of, you know, proposal, qualifying, reaching out, like all of those main things come back into almost any single job. And conversely, those things that I learned, like, guess what? When I was helping my dad carry brick, I'm, I was not thinking this is going to help me in my sales career. I don't even know what I, I don't, I don't want to be in sales, right? So I know that was, that was a pretty long rant, but what it comes down to is I learned a lot about selling and I didn't even know it at that point. And guess what, Alex? Those skills came back and I'm using them every single day of my life today. Yeah. Let's talk about it because um, I... I, I you know, I think that through this conversation, we're definitely kind of creating like kind of how you can ask yourself. These are things that you can, everyone should just be asking yourself, like, what do you do in a day? What do you do in a week? What have I done this? Like, what are the skills that like I've had to deploy in my role or like searching for a job and just like write them down and like reflect on like what you do in your relationships and things like that. Um, whether you're like going out at, at night, like just do that reflection, not in the, not say like, Okay, how do I? How am I selling? Because that's maybe a big leap for people. But it's just like, what am I doing? That's icky, Alex. You know, it's, people it, don't it, like selling, right? Yeah, don't say yeah. that word. <laughs> yeah, people resist at it because, like, I know that selling is the telemarketer. Selling is the door-to-door -door selling. Sales used car person, the, right? Who's trying to ram this thing down my throat yeah. and this tra yeah. this transmission's gonna blow as soon as right. I leave the, the the lot, right? Right. There's so many. There's a lot of people that do it bad, but that's where the switch needs to happen of of the people who are trying to help the profession like you and I right. to really, you know, stand on our pedestals or stand on the platforms that we're creating 
to yeah. give that positive outlook on sales. Yeah. So to, like, like, you know, just like, so for somebody that like, isn't making the connection between, you know, okay, like, yeah, like what he learned, you know, as a, uh, you know, growing up from his dad, like customer service or like, you know, getting referrals, you know, how that, how does Tyler, like how, how, how is Tyler actually using that in his day to day? Like talk about like what you do and how you think you could translate some of those things you might've learned early on from your mom, from your dad, like into situations. Are there like certain situations you can point to, to what you do as a podcast host, as you do what, as a, an account manager at Dooley, um, you know, help people kind of make that connection to, to what you learned growing up to what you do today. Yeah, that's a really good question. And and, and just to your, just to backtrack on your point of like the the skills and stuff, like you, you most people would not see all that skill development over time unless you sit down and do that reflective process. I know in this book writing process, yeah, you know, it's it's obviously, you know, having having two kids, starting a new job and running a podcast, you know, with all that extra free time that I have <laughs> is when I zero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so it's a it's definitely a, a slow um thing, uh, but it's, it's going on. But one of the biggest lessons that, you know, where, where I've been so far is writing down where all of my previous jobs were like, what were the first jobs that I've done in my life and what were the main skills? Like, what did I do yeah. during those jobs and what skills did I learn as a result? And it's really interesting when you yeah. look back on that you know, as a reflective exercise. And I, and I, I urge all of your listeners right now, maybe not right now, if you're driving or at the gym or, or wherever you are, maybe don't do that. But, um, what it comes down to is that if once you do that reflection, you'll think like, wow, I learned that here. I learned that there. So specifically talking about, you know, the construction with my dad, I always say that, you know, one of the biggest things is just the, the hardworking, you know, obviously yeah. just, just the relentless push. You know, I was in, I was a full cycle account manager in my first job after I fell into it, you know, like mm -hmm. I didn't, I guess, let me just tell that story real quick. Yeah. Once I graduated with my master's degree, I had this master's degree in exercise science. What could I do with it? Right a lot of the jobs that I could have done were, would have been one of the, those jobs where you're doing the same thing day in and day out, like a cardiac rehab or, um, mm. you know, personal training, which I learned a lot about selling there too, which we mm. could, you know, we could get into to that later. But, um, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do and I needed to, to get a job and I got to make money. And, you know, we want to, at that point, we, was just recently engaged with my, you know, my, my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And um, we wanted to, we, we just got this apartment. We needed a job. And I was like, cool. I'm going to go take this account manager job. I remember going into the interview. I thought it was an actual manager position, <laughs> which like, you know, I mean, like, it, like I literally, I was like, so how many people am I managing? He's like, oh, well, you'll be managing about 150 accounts. I was like, oh, okay. I guess, you know, so I didn't even know, I didn't even know what I was getting into at that point, Alex, which is, um, is, is pretty funny to bring that up. Um, so I don't even remember exactly where you're, where the, oh no. So you were talking about the, the, the skills and stuff. So and what you use you know, every day now that you learned when you were young. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, the full cycle. So we're working hard. Yeah. I was a full cycle account manager. So to yeah. get that book of business up, whether you're a BDR, SDR, or a full cycle account manager, you need to be hitting the phones hard. You need to work hard and you need to, to grit down and know exactly why you're doing it. Right. I learned that hard work. My dad would work 40 hours, 50 hours a week, and then would go do a side job or do you know, do work on the weekends. And then, so that's where I wanted to come in and say, Hey, this work is not sustainable on your body over time. I'm this young guy. I want to just start. I get, I like lifting things. I, you know, I, I like to, let me do all the heavy work and you do the, the brick pointing and you do all of that stuff, do the skill work, which I, I learned over time too. But, um, you know, talking about just that experience alone, I mean, there's, there's so many different things. Um, yeah. I, the biggest thing is, is hard work though, for sure.
Okay. So, you know, I, I, I like, you know, when you said personally, what I heard you say when you were, um, you know, later in your career, when you were in college and you were kind of like doing research projects and you had to build a hypothesis, you know, and you had to like, you know, you got to like take, go through the scientific method of like, this is what I believe. And this is what, like, you know, this is what I think will happen after all this is done and then work back from that. And then like find different things, not in support of that, but like find different things that like may disagree with each other and like, you know, go through that process um, to like, you know, solve a problem, you know, at the end of the day, like you, there's, there's this problem you think that's out there and then you're, you're hypothesizing how to solve it. You don't know until you do the work to actually go through and, and, you don't know where you're going to lead. No, you don't know like the, the end goal necessarily. So, you know, th those are like, I just feel like some people think that it's, um, you know, very much like they, 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 they don't realize how much of, of sales really is in support of like not even teaching or educating others as much as it's learning yourself along the way. And then being willing to go in the direction that like you're the person or you're, um, you know, your, 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 your prospect, whatever takes you. And then you, you are reading along the whole time. So, you know, what do you think about that in terms of like, you know, kind of like going through that process and, and doing things today? Yeah. Well, with the biggest thing, and I, I love the, you know, when I hear people say like the, everybody says is, is sales more of an art or is it more of a science? And it, it's really interesting having a science background, but having a, uh, I always had a creative background too. I always say that I'm like a, a marketer in, in a salesperson's clothes because I love, I love the copy. And obviously, you know, with a podcast, you have to learn the content marketing and, and all of that stuff. But um, really interesting point on the, the hypothesis portion every single call that you go into or every single customer conversation before you actually have that conversation with them, you better believe that you're doing research on that customer. You need to try to take all of that information that you have and distill it down into a point of view. So for example, you know, use like using Dooley, for example, like I'm able to go in and see exactly what, what the customer notes were over time with, a, with, you know, over time with the deal narrative of what we talked about before, what some of their pains were now. So then I could go back before this call, Alex, and say, okay, so I know that they had a B and C problem previously. I see that they're hyper growth. They have a, they're growing 200% year over year. So I know the problems that are, I could, hypo, I could hypothesize that this is probably going to be a problem that you're, you're, you typically have, or what our other customers have faced previously. So taking all of that data and all that gathering that I learned in college and distilling it down to that one simple hypothesis of, Hey, Alex, here's A, B, and C. I understand that you had X, Y, and Z. So most people, correct me if I'm wrong, but this, and then you state whatever you think that that area is, and then you could go and try to solve that problem. So every single sales call that you're going into, you should know what the reason is for that call. And by having that hypothesis at the front of it, telling that story, and then giving that hypothesis, because A, B, and C here's what I suspect. Is that true, Alex? And if that's true, we are able to solve it by A, B, and C. So now you see the research and now you see the hypothesis and having that point of view. So that's the science portion of it. But then you jump into some of those other soft skills that you mentioned is the art of sales. So I truly believe that it's, it has to be a perfect rhythm of you need to have the science of getting that hypothesis and having that point of view and, and being able to articulate that to the customer 
but the art is actually in doing the articulation and having that dance with the customer back and forth like we do as well. So uh, I, I know it pumps me up and I'm sure you could hear it in my voice, but yeah. um, this is why I stand on the soapbox and scream. No matter what you're doing right now, all these college kids that are listening, uh, my goal was to get in and start speaking to high school kids. Or I even had some crazy thoughts of trying to, once I get this book written and understand what those main topics are of, of, the, of what sales is, of problem solving, communication, hearing all of these things over these interviews, even trying to, to get some potential like children's books or something out. Because I'm a true believer that, we, that these skills need to, that, that you transfer skills. So whether you have a kid in college right now or who doesn't know what they're doing, or they, a high school kid who's, trying, who's sitting on their couch trying to figure out what they want to do with their career, when you take the mindset of, hey, this is what I want to do, it's not what I'm, most of the time, and I don't know what the statistics are, and this is something I want to, want to really hone in on, but I'm probably not going to be doing whatever I thought I was going to be doing. But now, but, but what you do have is the skills that you develop over time. Nobody's ever going to take that away from me. So when you're able to transfer those skills effectively across industries, you know, I've, I've worked in so many different jobs over the course of, of my, my growing up. You know, I worked in the produce department of a, of a grocery store. <laughs> I worked in the, you know, I worked in the, um, uh, at Lowe's when I was in college doing the, the lumber and building, uh, you know, the, the building materials portion of things. Because I took that experience from working with my dad, I knew how to talk to those customers. So even though I was just filling the shelves, I actually helped, looking back, I actually helped a lot of this, the professional sales uh, people at Lowe's almost being their SDR or BDR of, you know, walking in the aisles of, hey, is, you know, is this your, uh, is this for your home or for your business? Oh, well, if it's for your business, well, do you have a, do you have a, a Lowe's card? We're able to actually save you some money. If you'd like, I could introduce yeah, you to this yeah, person yeah. over here. Yeah. That your qualification, is, you know, right. I didn't there. even that's know awesome. it. I didn't even yeah. know it, Alex, but looking back on it, that's like, wow. Do you know, so it's, many. I love that you got, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like, you're just making me think like, there's so many people walking through life um, at like a Lowe's or like at a, like just a retail store making like $10, $15 an hour. But I bet you there are like the most badass salespeople you've ever met even better than some professional salespeople, but they just aren't harnessing what they have. Like they're just great with people. They know how to like ask the right questions to kind of take people down the path that like is right for them, not the path that's right for, you know, the, the organization. They're really seeking to understand about who you are and they're like they're they're combining the art and science. They're taking people down a process, maybe, but they're also mixing in their personality to it. They're asking them, you know, uh, they're maybe they're doing it with a flair and hey, baby, hey, Tyler, hey, how you doing? They're like, what, what's what's good, my man? Or like, they're just like they're easy to talk to. You know, at the end of the day, like we like people that are easy to talk to. They don't like. Uh, they don't make it difficult for us to understand what we're doing. They don't talk in like big words or, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, they don't sound like a robot, like uh, Larry B. Levine says, an empty suit. They don't sound like somebody that's like just going through the motions, right? Like, again, they're present with them. And you just made me think like, you know, hey, man, if people actually knew, like, could just like kind of tap in and go, oh, man, so these skills that I just do every day without even thinking about it. Like these are like valuable in, in business, or it could be like, you know, a six figure type of skill, then maybe we'd have, you know, more 
people getting into it or even just um, like actually studying what they're doing and, and even making it even better. I don't know what you think. But to, to your point though, Alex, like this is back to the first question that you asked me. Now it's coming back of just being human with people, right? Like yeah. that's literally like to your point of that person working at Lowe's of, hey man, what's going on? You're just being a human and you're connect, genuinely connecting with somebody on a human level. And when you're able to do that in sales, the sky's the limit. Yeah. And people tell, like, again, you know, the goal is to get information. The more information you bring out of someone, the like the more the likelihood that you can like shape a something that uh, shape a solution that really fits where they're looking to go. Right. If they, if people aren't willing to, you know, give you much information, you kind of know that maybe they're, they don't, they're not into what you're putting down. They're not going to buy what you're putting down because they're just like, okay, I want to get out of this conversation, but if they're truly in it, then, you know, and, and the, and you're left the conversation, you're listening, you're, you're really guiding, uh, letting them, letting them guide the conversation, not can you controlling it. Um, like you said, you know, that's where the magic is. Good things can then happen. One, I have one more point on that as well. I just yeah. think about this, you know, I, I, I envision my, the sales or the manager of Lowe's while I was there. Um, okay. He's sitting there and I remember sitting, they would pull us into these trainings of like, Hey, we want to, we want to try to increase our sales. So here's, here's what our value proposition is. And it's actually called impact. And I remember it clear as day because we had to like recite it and remember it, but it makes sense. So, uh, impact, initiate customer conversation, um, make a, or no, initiate, make a, make an assessment, add value or yeah, provide value, um, add on deals, close the deal and thank the customer. So I know I may have switched that up a little bit. It's been a little while since I, uh, I did that. I'll clean that up for the, the show notes portion, but, um, what it comes down to is like, you're learning, Hey, I need to have this conversation with, with the customer. Oh, I see that you have this door right now. Did you know that a, B and C about this door provide? Yeah. So that's the providing value adding yeah. on. Did you, Hey, by the way, you're putting this door in. Do you happen to have all of the shims? Do you happen yeah, to have the yeah, right yeah, framing? Yeah. Do you have brick molding yeah. around that? Yeah. Do you have this close the deal? Hey, Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about the brick molding. Thank you so much for that, Alex. I would have had to come back here. You're the best. Close the deal, thank the customer, and walk away. I learned expansion sales when I was selling when I was selling uh, at Lowe's, and uh, it, I love that. You don't even think about it at the point. I'm like dreading, like, oh my god, this store manager wants us to do a role play. I don't want to do a role play with you. I just want to go home. I want <laughs> to knock the shelves and go make home. My minimum wage as a high yeah. school student, man. Come on. Yeah, so um, that, that was- is that's a great framework. Such a good simple framework. You know, you're you're assessing, you're providing value, you're ask, add, adding on. I mean, people don't realize what they don't know. You're asking questions to make sure that they, you know, are are looking at the project in a holistic way. I mean, oh my gosh, I mean, it's it's great stuff, uh, Tyler. I mean, um, you know, as we're kind of coming down, like you you're you're saying you're kind of like you're gathering stuff from your guests. Like, first question is like. What have you learned? I don't know. You're almost like a hundred. I don't know if you're a hundred episodes in almost you're, you're kind of come approaching that yep. of the podcast. Like what have you learned about this work that you you're going, going down where it's like, you're trying to, you know, really kind of like tear down the stigma of sales. Like what have you learned throughout the podcast? Like some of the greatest things like that you remember from some of your guests that. Yeah. I mean, like well, the, what it comes, the, what it comes down to is it really just ties back to the premise of the book. It's that, the top sales professionals in the world learned a ton of valuable skills 
while they were in those early jobs. Like uh, one, a funny, a funny story that comes up to my head is John Barrow, as most people know, JB. Um, and, and he told me a story about when he was, be, he was a waiter at Friendly's at one point. And, uh, and he ended up actually, long story short, he ended up throwing chili on a customer because they weren't treating him right, right there. So, but like, <laughs> he learned so much and, and you'll have to ask John about that or, or we'll have to yeah. you know, we'll get that as well. But um, what it comes down to is like, there's so many people like in these minimum wage jobs, you are learning skills that are going to compound or are going to have a compounding impact later on in your career. And that's why I'm really so passionate about it, Alex, because, you know, if we want to try to make an impact and try to make the sales profession better, as we say, we need to educate people that sales is a, is a great profession to be in. And it's something that you, it's not only you're learning the skills. So that's why I want to lay out all the different skills. Sales is not icky. It's problem solving. It's communication. It's, it's building relationships with people, genuinely connecting, right? As, as Larry Levine says, um, you know, building relationships. I think I said that relationships are really important, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So, I mean, what it comes down to is all of those things that you, you learn early on. Lori Richardson is another one. So she, um, early on, her grandmother owned a clothing store. And what she, what she had to do is she actually would go in and model some of the clothes as a, I don't know if she's a young child or, or a teenager to go and, and go to these restaurants and, and model those clothes or, or would help her with doing the marketing or, or with doing the, um, the radio ads and stuff. Well, she was learning how to, to provide demos of her product, of being able to read a room and customer service and, show, and doing that, that, that side of things. Then she's also learning the marketing by trying to know how to, how to say these stories. Like, then later on, she actually went to be a teacher before she went into sales. And sales are some of the best teachers that there are out there because of that continually reading the room and yeah. trying to sell. Yeah. Trying to sell to a kid is not an easy thing to do, let alone no. a whole group of 20 of them, right? No. So those are some of the biggest skills that I've learned. I, I've been so fortunate to talk to so many incredible people and, and love hearing their stories. Um, but really what it comes down to is all roads lead to sales. Every single skill that you have, yeah is either going to help you in sales or, you know, anything that you, any skill that you had most likely could transfer into a sales career if you look at it correctly. And you just need to open your eyes to that understanding. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that kind of title where you're taking it and, um, you know, can't wait uh, to, to, to see what you develop with this idea of this book, All Roads Leads to Sales, because, you know, it, it's not that everyone, like, it's not, yes, if you, if you, you're passionate about this work and you're, you like to study it, absolutely. I think, you know, give, give the profession a try, but, you know, um, if you can harness it in any role, like whether you're a doctor or a teacher or a construction worker, and you reflect on some of these skills and go, wow, like, they're no different. Like, maybe I don't want to do that as a career and have a quota and all that. Fine. But if I know what I'm doing is the same stuff that a person is doing, that's making, you know, million dollars a year. Like, you know, I know you, we both interviewed Brandon Fluarty, some of the same stuff that he's doing and he's making a million dollars a year, same stuff that he's doing. It's not rocket science. He'll even tell you, like, I'm not the smartest guy in the room or, you know, ever, but like, I, I've, I took enough time on these key areas that you just mentioned about really connecting on a human level, uh, listening, being curious, um, being able to kind of like, um, you know, assess, uh, you know, kind of a search, a, a certain like, uh, you know, strategic situation and stuff like that. People are doing it at Lowe's, people are doing it in their careers and it can serve you well, maybe in that role as a teacher or a doctor or whatever, just even be even better uh, to your, to your, your customers, uh, to your, 
the people that you serve. Um, be even better to your fellow employees because people will want to work with you and they'll want to serve you. They'll start doing stuff on your behalf and you know, you're, you're, you're in more conversations and maybe you're getting promoted. Um, but it's just things that like people don't realize that can serve them so well. And to the point of, you know, kind of like, again, I love that like acronym making an impact. You can absolutely make an impact in sales because you're, you're impacting not only like helping people see their problems in a new light and right. maybe even do like, a, you know, create change that they never thought was possible, but you're also helping yourself because you're getting to know yourself a whole lot better uh, as well. Cause you're really harnessing what you're a lot of times you're like, you're innately good at, you're just not even spending the time to realize how powerful it is. You're just kind of going about yeah, your I day. Have two, and I have two quick, two really quick examples on that, that I, I think are really important to share. Doctors and teachers are some of the biggest sales professionals that there are in the entire world. Think about the last time that you went to the doctor, they're going in before they ever walk into the room with you. You're sitting there they're reading their notes. They're reviewing what they're doing and they're coming in with a hypothesis. So uh, you come in there and say, hey, hey, Alex, I see that you, it looks like you're A, B, and C, you're in here for A, B, and C. Now, based upon A, B, and C, there's, there, there's just gonna be a couple questions that I wanna ask to really confirm this diagnosis so that I could provide a solution to that problem. Mm-hmm. That is sales 101. And then they need to say, oh, well, I don't wanna do that. You know what? They need to sell the person on, on the value of following yeah, whatever that yeah. prescription is or why yeah. they should be doing that solution. Yeah. That's selling 101. And then jumping into the teacher side of things, I have a really great example of this. Uh, I started at Julie on the same day as Julie Rader. I don't know if you know Julie or not. Uh, she's, a pretty, she's growing like crazy on LinkedIn here. Um, she was a special education teacher prior to starting at Julie in February. And she worked with special education students. So she had to understand now, now she's a customer success coach. Um, so, but what she's doing, the skills, the transferability of skills, you know, how I nerd out on this all the time, right? She, she had to understand on a level of what does this student need with these special needs, this special ability and understands that every single person, there's no single thing that's going to help each single person, no silver bullet, right? Mm -hmm. She needs a quick to understand what is it? What is that problem? And what that problem actually is, and she mentioned this before, what that problem is could not only be that problem, there could be an underlying problem before that of like, you know, hey, maybe, you know, and I don't have a great example of it off the top of my head, but, you know, or, you know, for example, if they, if they, they have a speech issue, well, it could be, it, it could be nothing to do with the speech and it could be a hearing issue that's associated mm-hmm, with that. Mm-hmm, so like, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah, think yeah. that just because the customer is saying that this is a problem, very well may be a different problem that you need to solve. So really cool to see. And then you have to figure out what that's quickly understand what that pain is, dive into it and then provide that solution as well. So these skills transfer, man, I I could, you could do it for pick a job and, and you could, you could probably find skills. Bartenders are great because they need to build a rapport with somebody. They're working on cross selling and upselling. Oh, if you buy this, then they're more likely to spend more. That's all upsells and expansion. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'm going to tell, I actually like learn from what you said. I love like, just kind of how you that like set that easy framework. And I like, th- I would never have thought like a man, like a special education teacher would be like a killer salesperson, but totally like, you're just saying, I love how you're the framework of based on you're telling me uh, A, B, and C. So based on A, B, and C, I want to confirm a couple of things with you. Is that okay? Getting their buy-in. Absolutely. Okay. So you're saying this, is it this or is it this? Okay. It's this. Is is B this or is it more so that? Is it that or is it this? And then you're saying, okay, so now I have this hypothesis. Well, I just want to go like then actually like 
flesh that out and like kind of observe you or kind of see what's going on and like really understand more about that. But you don't, you don't get to that hypothesis without like just really good questions, taking them through. You're not just like taking them at face value. Like, okay, so you have a problem with learning. Okay. So we're going to address that, that right off the bat. No, she like, like, like kind of slowed down and it's like, okay, you're saying that you have a problem with learning or something like that. And based on this stuff, let's go deeper into the, these things to really see if it's learning or if it's hearing, if it's speech, or if it's something else, that's what you do every day that I'm sure. Um, and, and, and great salespeople are doing. And that's where right. the art comes into it then, right? You yeah. have the, you have the, the hypothesis, but let's take the art of, Hey, we have customers and we deal with this day in and day out. But from our understanding, let's ask a couple, you know, I'd love to ask a couple more questions to really hone in there. Yeah. That's where the art of being able to know how to ask those questions. Yeah. And the other area too, that I always like to do is, is provide a, a reason why whenever there's a question and it's really important in sales and in life too, of if somebody asks you a question, but then if you can't answer what, well, why do you ask that? And, and have some kind of relatable action to whatever's going on, then why are you asking the question? You know, I could, you know, like it, it doesn't make sense, but that's why I, you know, it's great to build rapport and stuff, but like sometimes the weather stuff, like what's that doing? What's it doing? You know, like that's not maybe the best example, but make sure that you have uh, questions that you could have the why to before it as well. So you don't want to get caught. You last thing you want to do is get uh, caught flat footed. Yeah. Just saying, right. Asking a question you don't know the answer to, or you don't think like you could answer yourself. It's not relevant. It's not relevant. We want to make sure we're asking high value questions, you know? Yeah. Too, totally. Well, Tyler, I, I, you know, kind of, um, kind of coming down here, like, what is your hope, like with like a book like yours, um, that you're coming out all roads lead to sales? Like, what would you want to leave people with? What's your hope? That yeah. So my, with? my vision of it and the reason why I want to continue to do it, right. Is, is it's, I say, it's really simple. It's, I want to make the sales profession better. Um, but really what it comes down to is I had no idea how great of a profession sales was from a skill development perspective, from a financial perspective, right? There's, you know, like you think like, oh, I want to make a lot of money in life. I have to be a lawyer or a doctor. Well, guess what? Lawyers and doctors for the, for, for some of the hours that they're, they're doing and all of that stuff, all of that combined, their sales professionals outpace a lot of that. And you don't even know that portion of it. So not, not I don't want to overemphasize the financial part of it because, you know, I, I truly believe that finances is just a, a good um, indicator of, uh, of doing a good job of, do, of problem, solving, problem, problem solving and doing all that stuff. But my main goal of this, Alex, is to really get people to understand that sales is a great profession, right? There's, there's so many skills that you can learn and they're going to carry you in your life. It's going to make a better, it's, it's going to help with your relationship with your wife, with your spouse, with, with whoever, with trying to sell your kids. Like, oh my God, I, <laughs> the other day I said to my wife, I just had the hardest sale of the day. And it was to my two and a half year old son because we need to like, you need to understand what's, what's important to him. Why, what's going to make him move? What, like, what's the big, you know, like, oh, let's go inside. You need to go get some gold. Do you want some goldfish? Oh, let's go play with your toys inside, right? There's so many different things. Skills transfer is the biggest thing. And just getting people to understand that sales is a great profession for a variety of ways. And we need to get it earlier into education. Um, I would uh, love the high school level for sure, because people are trying to make those big life decisions. College for sure. I think everybody needs to uh, need some type of, uh, of sales course or just learning that portion of things. Um, and ideally, I mean, I, I would love, this is never going to happen, 
But after college or even as an internship, you need to take a, take a, a sales course or, or, or sell for a little bit of time because you're going to learn a lot in that short yeah. amount of time. Yeah, I agree. Man, wow, Tyler. I, I like I, I'm I'm hoping people like understand, you know, like the power of some of this stuff and they can take away from your conversations and not feel like, hey, you know, this is difficult. This is something that I need to like go back to school for. It's actually something I'm already doing or I have done. I've 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 had to do when I applied for a role, when I applied to college, when I dealt with a professor, when I've dealt with my kids, when I've insert whatever. You've already have these skills. You're just you know, need to, to hone it a bit, maybe spend some time, write some skills down and just kind of reflect on like how you think those, those skills can translate. Hopefully our conversation got people there. Um, as we close out, uh, this is going to be fun for you, I think, because this is like a, a question I also close out every podcast with, because I think there's an art to sales because everyone sells differently too. People sometimes don't realize that, like we have our own little kind of unique personalities, and so this is just a fun question about you, Tyler. So if I asked your your wife, your family, your best friends, something about Tyler, if I said uh, something about you that it's just something that, you know, it's it's just something that could only happen to you, would only happen to you, something that is so totally Tyler Mackey's, Mackey's what, what would they tell me? What would, what would they tell me about Tyler? One of the big, the biggest thing is just like, I just genuinely care about my family so much. And you can see it back here. Um, I always have start with why just back here all the time. One of the biggest things about me that my wife would tell you is that I'm very intentional about the things that I do and why I'm doing them. Because whether you're in sales or whether you're going through a tough time, you're trying to do something that you don't want to do. I mean, when you know exactly why you're doing it and asking that why four or five times, even this the sky's the limit. I know that that the phrase is a little overused probably in this podcast. I probably said it a couple of times, but um, really what it comes down to is like, why am I making these cold calls? Well, why am I doing this? Well, I, my main goal is I want to make, I want to be financially free enough to, to be able to enjoy my time with my family and to build those experiences with them. So being very intentional about that, I think that's what a lot of people would tell you is that I I'm very intentional in what I'm trying to do and why I'm trying to do it. And when you have those tough times, knowing exactly why you're doing it will push you through the worst of times. I love it, Tyler. Um, where can people like just kind of like find out more about what you're doing, your book and kind of connect with you? Where, where do you want uh, people? Yeah, to thank you so much. Thank you so much, yeah. Alex. You were a phenomenal podcast host. I love, oh. um, love talking with you. I love, you know, some people come into interviews and they just have a, B, and C question that they want to ask. So it's really great that you're diving in and, and, and further elaborating on that points and actually listening. So I know that uh, I'm sure your customers uh, appreciate that as well. Where could people find me? LinkedIn is the biggest spot. Um, you know, I'm host a 20% podcast. Uh, you know, I put po- uh, podcasts out every single week for the past 90, I think I'm at 93 at this point. Um, so coming up on that big 100, which uh, I can't believe we've actually done. Um, so yeah, check it out there. I put all of that stuff there. I'm, I'm commenting all the time. And then also one of the other areas I'd recommend is, is check out Dooley. If you're, uh, whether you're uh, an AE or you're in RevOps, a lot of people, what we're, find, what we're understanding is that people don't have a, a good, well-defined sales process that they have right now or a repeatable process or even a way of taking their notes and being able to leverage it later on. So um, I know we do way, way more than just notes. Um, so if, if you have any questions about that, happy to, to chat there. But check me out on LinkedIn and uh, that's, that's where I'm at. Awesome. Great conversation, Tyler. I can, um, 
you know, a test. I'm, I'm a fan of the podcast too. And right back at you being a phenomenal host. Can't wait to see you get to hundred. You're, you're talking about some awesome things and we share a lot of awesome guests. So I'll put some, some links in the notes and go check them out guys. 20% podcast, Tyler Meckes. So thank you. Thank you so much, Tyler, for the, for the conversation. Thanks, Alex. This was so much fun. Hey gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.